Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 59 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm titling this episode, The Big Deep Breath. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm just taking a big deep breath after uh, The Last of Us, because that was a heck, heck of a review. It was pretty crazy. Uh, if you guys saw the episode last week, it was about an hour and five minutes of me rambling uh, into the mic. I usually don't listen to my past podcasts, but I actually listened to that one to make sure I was somewhat coherent. Uh, you know, I had notes, but most of them were in my head, so I try to keep that stuff straight. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, I'm just calling this episode The Big Deep Breath, uh, because now I can take a big deep breath. Uh, let me get on to the intro stuff. So if you guys, uh, if you guys don't know already, this episode, uh, episode 59, will hit my website uh, Monday morning at 7 a.m. at www.gamingwithgrief.com. Go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the episode, what you think of the show so far. You can also go to iTunes, uh, subscribe, like, that kind of stuff. Uh, again, rate me, let me know what you think there. It is a black background with smoke behind it. I thought it looked pretty cool. Just go, it's just the Gaming gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Go there, uh, again, subscribe, like, and if you want to drop me a, an email, you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there, drop me a line, let me know what you think of the show. Uh, yeah, not really a lot going on on that front. I keep checking. Uh, I keep getting automatic likes from SoundCloud, which is where this posts as well. So if you're a fan of SoundCloud, go there. Search for me, Joseph Carlson, Gaming with Grief. It's on there. You can search there. That's another place you can find me. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I'm trying to think. Other than that, I think that is about uh, all the intro stuff. So yeah, really this week is me about uh, is just about me catching up with games uh, because of the last of us that I put down. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, a, a big deep breath and kind of like, I kind of realize this about me. I think for me, uh, MMOs are a big uh, kind of uh, deep breath game, kind of like those in-between games or like a game of service, like the Division 2, something that you've done so much or spent so much time in. You still have a good time, but you don't really need to... You know, I don't need to hear every line of dialogue in the division. Uh, a lot of times, I turn unless I'm playing with friends and family, like my wife and my in-laws or my friends. Um, I don't. Um, I just turn the volume off. I've heard all the gunshots. I know what the guns sound like. Uh, all the old voice stuff of when the mission starts. When they tell me to go to a mission, I know what the Manny uh, is going to tell me. I know his line of dialogue, which isn't to take away from the actors that work really hard doing that. It's one of those things where you kind of know what's coming and you just, you know, you just want to play the game. It's just totally fine. So that's kind of where I'm at with games like that, where I just say to myself, you know, I've heard this a lot. I don't need to hear it anymore. So just let's get on with it. Uh, so yeah, let's get on with the show too. So uh, big shout out. I've been playing Guild Wars 2 a little bit more. Mostly it's been to get uh, most games, MMOs. Uh, Guild Wars is free. Guild Wars 2 is free. Well, the game, I think there's a box price in that game, but monthly, uh, you don't have a, a price monthly to pay, which is nice. And they have a daily login reward system. So you log in, and the rewards get uh, better and better, uh, which is nice. Sometimes you get laurels, which are kind of like an in-game currency to buy uh, special items and gear, and you can get like um, you can get uh, like elite gear or. Uh, 
just really powerful gear uh, using a lot of laurels. So they give you those for logging in. You just log in literally for two minutes to collect a chest. It pops up in your inventory. You open it, you get laurels, you get mystical coins, which are used at the mystical forge. I don't really know how the forge works right now. So really all I'm doing is logging in, grabbing the mystic coins, and I need money for one of the quests I'm doing in one of the, the, the Path of Fire expansion. Uh, I want to get a special mount. It's going to cost money, actual gold, like you do a Easter egg hunt. So what I'm doing is I'm just putting all the mystic coins on the auction house, basically the Black Lion trading post, and selling them outright. And I mean, my goal went from like I think I had maybe ten gold, and I've just been logging in. I think uh, at the beginning of every week, I'm getting a bag of mystic coins. Usually, it's anywhere from like three to eight, somewhere on there. And I've just been selling them. I think I'm up to like 40 or 50 gold already just for selling those outright because you can sell things right away, which is pretty nice. You're like, I don't want to hang on to this. You get a pretty good price for them, and I like doing that. So you get all this kind of stuff for logging in. You get uh, crafting material. You get like a big thing of crafting material, which is nice. Uh, I also get tombs of knowledge, which I have some characters. I have every class and different mixes of race and class, but I have, I have a character of every class. Some of them I've auto-leveled because I just didn't enjoy playing them to level up, but I wanted a level 80 character. I bought both expansions. They were on sale years ago, so I got a free level 80 up token, which was nice. So I leveled up instantly the Necromancer, which I know a lot of people love that class, and I love that class early on, but I think it was coming off like level capping two or three different classes, so I was just kind of burned out on doing it again. You, know, you go to the same zones, you see the same things. Again, like I said, this is a comfort, but... Just like the division, you know, I turn the, the volume down. Uh, I kind of go through the motions. But with the the, the uh, instant level up things, you're in seat level 80. They give you gear for that level. You start out in a level 80 area, the silver waste, which is nice. And uh, some, so I got that. I did a necromancer, and I also did a, an engineer, which I enjoyed. But again, I found kind of a slog until you get all their gear and all that kind of stuff. It was just kind of slow. So what I decided to do is level up the engineer. Boom, done and done. And so also for your daily login rewards, usually once a week you'll get a, I think it starts out as one Tomb of Knowledge, which is if you use it, you increase by one level, which is kind of nice. But uh, what I did is I collected all of them for a week and I got, I think like about 10 or 11. And then the very last reward is you get an epic piece of gear, an epic piece of crafting material, or a big, uh, a bunch of Tombs of Knowledge. And I picked that and it was six so one of the characters that I'm playing, a Mesmer, which I actually enjoyed, but I'm just kind of fast-tracking leveling it. Uh, I'm just uh, collecting those, putting those up, and I'm getting it to level 80. So it's actually fun to go in. I have a shared bank with all of my characters to put something in the bank, then log in as another character and, like, level up my tune that way. And I think the Reaver, I played the Reaver to, like, level 30 a long time ago. They're kind of like a weird fighting mystical mage. They use the spirits of dead warriors. They were. It was okay to play, but um, again, I think it's just because I leveled up a level. I leveled up a warrior all the way, all the way from level. Uh, I think it was a level fifty, and then I went all the way to level eighty, and it was like a weekend where I was just glued uh, to the PC, and I was just getting kind of burned out. So, the I started the reaver wide. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do all this, and then I was like, you know what? I have these scrolls of experience and these tombs of knowledge. Let's just use this stuff and just. You know, let's let's fast track this a little bit. So, you know, with the daily uh, login reward thing, I can just do that over a couple weeks. Just slowly log in about a month, collect those uh, things, and then just get 
uh, free levels for my characters, which is really nice. So I'm really digging the Path of Fire. I love the aesthetic of it, the fact that you're liking it. I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I'm really digging it. Like, you get a mount, which is really cool. I got a raptor. The way they animate is really cool. Like, it kind of spins, and it, it, like, it kind of skids to a stop and slides. Um, there's other mounts later, which I haven't got yet, but those look pretty good. I've seen some videos on them. There's, like, a bunny and, uh, like, a glider. Like a, It looks like a string raid, but it flies in the air. It's pretty cool. But I really like the aesthetic. I like the kind of desert, uh, you know, and, and they changed. I, I talked about it before, but they changed the way how the quests work. I just like think it's really dynamic. And for an expansion, I think it's really cool, uh, especially since you have to travel there through a gate. I don't know. I, I just really like it. It, it. It's cool. It's big, and I'm enjoying it. The more and more I'm playing it, I'm enjoying it more and more. Uh, so, yeah, there, I've just been doing that. Um, and uh, that's kind of like where I'm at with that. So that's kind of an update on that. Uh, so if you're playing the uh, Guild Wars 2 uh, and you enjoy it, remember about the daily login rewards because it's kind of an amazing thing to be able to do that. You know, just log in. You get free stuff just for logging in. I literally have logged in for two minutes one time. Grab my reward, log out, boom, you're done. Uh, it's a great way to incentivize people to kind of log in and stuff. So, yeah. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is the Division 2. It is, uh, it's on Season 2 launched. There's a new... Uh, there's a new group of rogue agents you have to take down. Uh, when you start the game because of COVID-19, uh, they tell you that a lot of things aren't voice acted. There's some things that are incomplete. Uh, but the the actual season was kind of planned out with, you know, they used season one as a roadmap for season two, obviously. After you kill the Keeners, spoilers for Warlords in New York, you go after five new rogue agents and you get a reward. Uh, they do all that on their website now. Like I had to look at their website because nothing was animated. It was like, here's the rewards for the next season. There's a free tier, a free track for the rewards and a paid track. I bought the paid season pass. It was $10. I figure I did the math. Um, I'd have to do the math again, but I had, man, I think, uh, it's like 14 days at this point. So 10 days it's over. That's gotta be over 300 hours. So I figured, you know, over 300 hours, uh, I just bought the base game. I bought the Ultimate Edition, so I got the specializations. But still, you know, you spend that much time in a game. I, you know, I like Ubisoft. I like their games. Uh, so I thought it was just, uh, it, it was worth it to, you know, put the money. Give them $10. Get the season rewards. I've used some of the season rewards. I like the fact that you get keys to open lockboxes. When I was hunting for exotics, which I still do in the game, there's some pretty cool exotics. I used to run out of keys and have to farm keys. And now with the seasonal rewards, every five or ten levels, you get like a batch of keys from different factions. It makes hunting for uh, exotics, I think, a lot easier. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I just started the season. Uh, again, it's like season one. Each uh, agent you're going after has a pip underneath it. You basically have to uh, update the investigation by completing main missions and clearing control points. I think I have three of the four pips. One of them, you have to go to a zoo, which is a stronghold, and I have to do three regular missions to unlock the stronghold to uh, play it. So I'm looking forward to do that. I think I have another week, and then the next agent goes live, uh, and it's the same thing. You know, you go to another section, you clear control points. Um, Sorry, I had to take a sip of coffee. I really enjoy it, but like I said, again, it's more of a comfort food, you know? It's really fun to play with friends and family. I find that really great, but um, I don't need to hear the guns. I don't need to hear the alerts when I go in the base of operations, the, the, you know, the tone of the klaxon that goes off to tell people there's, a, you know, there's an announcement. 
the announcements are the same. Some of them are funny. I don't need to hear what it sounds like when I craft something. You know, I don't need to sound. I don't need to watch the video again when I s- switch specializations because I'm trying to max up my specialization still. I don't need to hear that stuff. It's more of a comfort food at this point. It's fun and it's great to be online with friends and family when they, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I got this idea to do this or that, and it's like, yeah, let's go do it, you know. And then we go do it and we have a blast and we make each other laugh. It's really cool. So, uh, you know, check it out again. There is a if you have the Warlords in New York, you can play the season two content for free. Uh, look at the rewards. There's a new gear set. Uh, the reward for this year is actually going to be, uh, there's a trap that you put down. That's like, it looks like a big 20 sided die that hangs off your bag. When you throw it down, it shocks people, which is really good. But what this does is it's going to heal, uh, your allies, which I think is really interesting. Uh, I find that a lot of the healing stuff is either you or trying to hit someone else, uh, which is cool. But like most of that stuff gets shot. So I like to put things kind of behind cover or whatever, so it's a good thing. Like, I don't usually use the healing drone anymore because it would get shot out of the air uh, while I was trying to heal people, which is terrible. So I would try to use things behind cover. I think the survivalist has a seeker mind that's cool because it can hide behind you or hide behind cover while it's healing you, which is really good. So that kind of stuff is really neat. Uh, I like that. And I think more utility skills are, um, are needed. I think the only thing I, I still see online I don't understand is uh, I don't understand the pulse system in the second game. Uh, I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, but the first game it seemed like it was a little bit more clear about what the pulse did. By pulsing people, you got a buff and it debuffed everybody else. You also knew how many people were in the area and or if they are hiding behind cover. That was very helpful. It seems like the new system, I don't understand. It just seems to pulse and tell you, if people are around, and I don't know if I have to modify it. Maybe I should look on some forums. There might be some cool walkthroughs. And I had this complaint when I started the game, and it didn't seem to improve over the next couple months, or at least I didn't see changes. But I haven't seen every state of the game, and I haven't read any forum, every forum. So I'm sure there's actually some gamers out there who have come up with a really cool build based on the Pulse and uh, what it does and what it can do, and maybe the Pulse drones. I'm not sure. But I'll have to look online. I'll, you know, I'm making a note right now. I'm going to report back uh, next week. I'm hearing my pen. You hear that? I'm making a note. Um, pulse. Anyway, I want to see if there's a way to improve it because I did like it in the first game, and I do like the utility of it in the second game of knowing, like, hey, there's five guys left. But other than that, uh, it seemed to be a little bit more useful in the first game. And so, uh, yeah, I'll check back. I'll, I made a note. I'll look back, and I'll, I'll give you guys an update next week. You know, because if you listen to this, you're dying for Division 2 news, I'm sure. No, I'm kidding. Uh, It's just something that I want to look into, so I keep thinking about. So um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, just a great casual game. I've talked about it tons of times, uh, Tetris 99. It's on the Nintendo Switch. If you're a Nintendo Switch Online member, it is free to download. It is Tetris Action. Tetris is probably one of the greatest games ever. I know some people disagree with me. I think the design of Tetris, so if you think about it just from a design level, is an amazing game. And Tetris 99, although there's kind of a, a, a random an RNG to it, a random a randomness to it, uh, I think it is a well-designed game. Well, this weekend they're doing another Maximus Cup, I think is what they call them, a tournament. Uh, there's a Xenoblade Chronicles, which is a game that came out for the Wii originally, and it's remastered. The Definitive Collection is now on the Switch. Uh, so now they have a theme in Tetris 99. And uh, if you get 100 points, I think it lasts for another day. If you get 100 points, 
you unlock the theme, which I think is pretty cool. I, of course, logged right in because I took an extended weekend around the 4th of July holiday, and I went right in there, got the points, unlocked it. It was great. It was awesome. Loved it. And uh, it's a good theme. I think the music is good. It's dynamic enough. Uh, Some of the theme, like Splatoon, I think I've said it before, Splatoon is probably the most busy and just annoying theme that I've played. It's just to the point where I I can't, it's like even my wife came in when I was playing the Splatoon theme, trying it out in an event. She's like, what is happening in here? This is ridiculous. It's loud. And it was loud. It was really loud. It was really annoying. I didn't like it. This one though seems slick. The music is slightly like a symphonic symphonic uh theme with you know it's got some good kind of elements from the game i haven't played the game much but i've seen some reviews some of the sounds seem invocative of the game uh the tiles look good uh you know it's bright when it needs to be bright even when it speeds up it doesn't seem annoying i think that's the thing is like i understand you're supposed to feel a little bit on edge when the game speeds up after there's 50 players and after there's 25 and it speeds up just like tetris but uh, that can be kind of a double-edged sword because you can just go over the top. Like Splatoon was the worst, where everything would speed up and you're just like, you're like, what's happening? You know, uh, the Mario theme, the Mario music speeds up just like in a Mario game. It's really great, like a different little techno version of it, but it's a great feeling. This feels good. It's responsive. Uh, to this day, I think Tetris has been out for two years. Tetris 99, and I, I still find a game. Uh, people are still playing it. Um, people are still getting rank. I'm still getting knocked out. I've only, I've never gotten a number one. I haven't won yet. I I hate to tell you guys I'm a failure, but I haven't, I haven't ever won and it's sad. So yeah. Anyway, you guys still have some time. If you want to unlock that theme, go play. Uh, I think it's another day or two. So go there, play, get 100 points, and you unlock the theme. I'm, of course, trying to get more. You can still get your daily tickets. That's what I do because it's about 15 tickets to unlock a theme. I think I have five or six themes left to unlock. I'm enjoying what I've unlocked so far. So I'm looking forward to keep playing and unlocking that stuff. Uh, My only, my arch nemesis is a T-spin. I know that doesn't make me an amazing Tetris player. I should know how to T-spin. It should be, you know, in my bones, but I can't do it. I can't T-spin. It's pretty bad. I hate to admit to you guys. Um, so, yeah. So, that's it. Go check out Tetris 99 in the event. Unlock that skin. Have a good time. You know, just just play Tetris 99. It's good. Uh, okay. So, also, I want to talk about some off-topic stuff this week. Uh, I watched two uh, two movies. One, uh, The Joker with Hakeem, Hakeem Phoenix. It came out last year. Very divisive, I know, when it came out. I avoided spoilers like crazy. I didn't want to hear any spoilers about the movie. Uh, it was pretty hard to dodge those. You know, people online were showing screen clips. I think I mentioned it last week with uh, The Last Part 2. Uh, YouTube was a big problem where you would go to log in and look at something and there would just be a screen cap from Joker saying, Ending Explained, and it would have a big thing. And you're like, thanks. I don't really understand the context of any of this. So it is a spoiler in the fact that it is in the movie and I don't know what's going on. But since I don't know the context of why this scene is happening or whatever, then uh, that's crazy. You know, um, so but I, I, my wife and I sat down early Friday morning, I think, which is crazy because we both got up early. Uh, we had the day off because of the holiday and we got up and I said, let's watch Joker. My wife said, isn't this supposed to be like a really depressing movie? And I said, yeah, I know. It's like 830 in the morning. Let's do this. So we sat down to watch it and it is a great movie. Um, I think he won an Oscar. Uh, Keen Phoenix won an Oscar for being um, 
the Joker, uh, Arthur Fleck, and it's amazing. I think it adds to his... You know, the Joker, I never liked the idea of the Joker having like a set identity or a set um, origin, but I think this does a good enough job of like mixing being a reliable narrator, is all I say, <coughs> is all I'll say, and an unreliable narrator. Like these things kind of together to make it a very interesting movie of where he's coming from and uh, things like that. So I liked it. I don't want to give anything away. If you were, if it was good enough for you to dodge spoilers, uh, it's on Hulu right now. We have the HBO add-on. That might be it. It might be on HBO. So we watched that, and I watched uh, the Rocket Man movie about Elton John that came out last year, uh, the biopic. And apparently, Elton John, you know, wanted to get made, but he had very little uh, involvement in it. And I guess I read somewhere, I was listening to another podcast talking about it, saying that he was moved by certain parts of the movie and they really captured his life. Uh, there was a scene in there which I thought was kind of crazy. It's kind of a stylized musical. They use music not in the way it was written, like it wasn't written for this event. They do that maybe once or twice. But mostly what they do is use the music in his life as a jumping off point for like, here's where I was when Rocketman came out. This is pretty crazy. I'm doing a lot of drugs. I mean, he's a big rock star. He sold millions of records. Uh, and it was, an, I think, an amazing thing. Uh, Taron Egerton, who is in The Kingsman, plays uh, Elton John. And he sings. He really sings. He re-recorded all the songs. Uh, he sings them. They sound amazing. He not only looks so much like Elton John, but he, uh, you know, sounds like him. Uh, there's even video of them after the movie came out. They do a duet on stage together, which I think is pretty amazing. And uh, he sounds amazing. So definitely look into that. It was one of those things where I haven't been the biggest Elton John fan like my whole life. But watching this movie, I realized like how many amazing songs that Elton John wrote in his life. I mean, Yellow Brick Road your song like all that stuff man all those are just so good crocodile rock whatever you think about that i mean all that are just amazing songs so check both those out that one was just on amazon prime uh, if you have prime you can watch it for free it was good um so yeah that's what i've been doing i've been reading a little bit too uh, i just started uh, stephen king's book bag of bones it came out i think in the late 90s early 2000s i'm reading that right now so that's good and, uh, yeah, I have tomorrow off, so I took an extended holiday. I'm going to stay up late tonight, and I'm probably going to finish Dave on Hulu. Uh, I only have two episodes. I don't know why I stopped there. I could have just kept going. But um, I, think that's, uh, I think that's it for the show, guys. So, uh, again, this will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday at 7 a.m. So go there, leave a comment below, let me know what you think of the show. Uh, and then also you can go to iTunes, like, subscribe, leave me stars, let me know what you think, rate me, uh, be constructive. Uh, and then t- uh, the next thing is, of course, you can write to me at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. So go there, drop me a line, uh, let me know what you think of the show. Love it, hate it, whatever. If you want me to read it over the show, I will. If you don't want me to, I won't. So I think with that, everybody, I will say have a good week, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.